Spotlight issue uh, for the DJI podcast. Uh, I'm I'm Charlie and I'm Mark. And uh, today we're going to talk about something that is near and dear to one of us. Still, uh, <laughs> still. Uh, no. Uh, today we're going to be talking about Funko. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, more so, I think the Funko Pop line, right? Yeah. I, I think is what we're really going to get into. Uh, you know, Funko has been around for uh, surprisingly, it's been around for 22 years. I, I, you know, I know that the documentary kind of talks about the yeah. everything going on uh but um yeah I, I didn't realize that they had been going for as long as they yeah. have well like you know we'll, we'll, when we dive into you know we'll, let's just do it. let's dive into the history of it. so it started in 98 um uh mike becker started the company uh took a shot i guess he came to some agreement with big boy um burgers um out in california uh or no sorry out in Washington, um, he started. Um, he started a business after, according to according to Wikipedia, and, I, and I'm sure this was covered in the the documentary as well. He started the business after failing to find an affordable coin bank of the Big Boy restaurant mascot. So he went to Big Boy and was basically like, "Hey, you know, I want to make like a figurine based off your your mascot." So they came to some, I guess, handshake agreement or some sort of monetary agreement that, hey, if you guys produce it, make a certain amount, we want to get your kick back, whatever. Um, uh, so he, he tried to do the, the, the coin bank and it didn't work. Uh, but he remained in business after filing for bankruptcy, um, ended up basically making his money back on bobbleheads. And that's how the, the Wacky Wobblers kind of came to be. He uh, took a case of the big boy Wacky Wobblers over to, um, yeah, he took a case of the Wacky Wobblers over to Universal Studios and said, hey, like, you know, blah, 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 I'd love to put this in your storefront. And they basically told him, like, we don't think these are going to sell. And he was like, well, here, just take them for free, sell them. You know, this is our price point that we, we're recommending you sell them at. Sell them, and if, if, if they're successful, Give us a call. And he's basically, it's highlighted in the story of Funko that within like 24 hours, 48 hours, they, he's getting a call back from, from management at Universal. And like, hey, these really sold really, really well. Like, do you have any more? So that kind of, they, they started, you know, mass producing. And then um, ends up selling the company to uh, Brian, is it Mariotti? I think it's that, yeah. Yeah, ends up selling it to him. And who starts to dive into a little bit more of, you know, let's 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 do some licensing. Let's and that's when they get the awesome powers licensing, where they end up selling a little over eighty thousand units out of out of a garage, essentially, because um, the business still wasn't that big. You know, they were doing basically hand filling orders, putting them in boxes, shipping them out, so on and so forth. Um, and slowly, as surely as you know, once Brian got involved, they ended up opening up their first official offices up in Seattle, uh, up in um, Washington. Uh, state and like I said, you know, after that they got some more licensing. They got the Grinch, Tony the Tiger, Cheerios mascot, the Honey Bee, um, and after it was sold to uh, Marriotti, it was moved to Linwood, Washington. Um, significantly, ex and he began to like really dive into licensing. Um, between '98 and 2011, they kind of really only focused on like. 
more like cult classic stuff like the big boy like Austin Powers like things that had like niche followings but they did the Rocky Wobblers that's all they really cared about then they started designing their their spastic plastic line which is all original you know the bone daddy um the devil and so on and so forth so a lot of those characters became extremely popular amongst the the avid Funko collector um and then around 2011 is when they debuted um, their pump, their pop vinyl line, which came out with, you know, everything, Marvel, DC, Disney, um, under their own dedicated lines. Marvel got a line, DC got the Heroes line, Disney got their line, movies, television, rock, um, anime, so on and so forth and that line has just continued to grow and grow and grow and grow um but uh uh obviously a public uh, privately traded company up until that point um 2013 they were sold to a private equity fund and late in 2015 it was announced um that it had acquired uh another equity fund had acquired them and in 2016 they moved their headquarters um from everett washington all and then they moved it down to the flagship warehouse which i believe is now down in downtown everett um so they just moved it from like the rural area down to the to city and then it was listed on the nasdaq and nasdaq stock exchange on 2017 becoming a publicly traded company um yeah and uh we we see it in uh in our collector group uh, yeah. every now and then uh, you know people in the middle line collector core like to talk about you know funko stock price and how yeah. does it impact you know the the collectibles and things like that so essentially uh, m my thought process is is that funko owed money probably to, to, to debtors or collectors or businesses or companies going public allowed them to raise enough necessary funds to stay afloat in order to continue to maintain some of their licensing and things like that to keep them profitable for the point that, that they can continue to to do what they're doing i mean they're a toy company but they have i mean the, the branding is insane like just the thing like now they're getting brands and, and things that you didn't think they would ever get like pokemon was something people never thought we would see as a pop but now you're getting because they have the money or the availability to do so yeah. but um like i said though you know they opened up a new store in hollywood just last year in 2019 which these storefronts do so well they and them themselves they've made them into attractions with like you know giant statues of funko pops and things like that but when all of this is going on with 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 funko pops you're still getting spastic plastic characters coming out the pop vinyl line you're still getting wacky wobblers not as heavily produced but they're still making them um, they've expanded that line tremendously to include heroes and TV people and so on and so forth. But then, you know, Funko's in everything. Right. Fat, they, have, they have backpacks and T-shirts and shorts and hats and jackets. Um, shit, Freddy Funko, their mascot, is literally probably one of the most popular line of pops and or toys and or licensing that they have. And he's their original character. He, he secondary market sells for three, four times the price that people pay for him, which goes to show that they they know what they're doing. They're they're, they're making a product people they're like fiending over. Yeah, well, and, that, and that's the thing. And I think maybe we'll 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 come back to that little piece there because uh, they are making. I mean, Funko Pop is is the pop line 
is where they're making their money, right? Yes. Now, they, not that they don't have other stuff, right? They have dwarves, they have mystery minis, they yeah. have, and they still have wacky wobblers uh, and things like that. They have games. I mean, yeah, they have all of those things. But the pop line, yeah, is really where Funko was is, is dominating. Just they're printing money. Yeah. Every time that they, I mean, you can't imagine they probably cost two dollars to make Maybe. i mean obviously you're not taking into the account of the overall cost of licensing like what they're paying to produce that character to the company mm -hmm. but obviously that company's making money too when they when they sell the product but like funko you know funko could make a you know a batman for two dollars and then they're gonna sell fucking three million of them for twelve dollars a piece right well mm -hmm. and also remember that the license is gonna be like well you can make a Batman pop, or you, or you, you have the license to make Batman uh, vinyl figures, or or, the, or or DC bobbleheads. I can't remember. No, they're just the, they're vinyl figures. figures. Yeah. All right, so they say, hey, you have the license to make Batman vinyl figures. Okay, well now there's the. That's all that matters to them. Not well, you can only make a black cow. Yeah. Batman, right? It's you have the license to make Batman vinyl figures, so that's why we have. 60,000 variants yeah, exactly. of Batman. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like I said, Funko, in, in, in it is... The closest thing in collecting I could say to Funko would be sneakers. People act in the same capacity. Like, sites get crashed. People line up in front of stores. They, they literally buy multiple just to flip and either trade or sell. And like you know, so you're you're. That's probably the closest thing I get to it because you don't yeah. see the same craze for like action figures. No. You don't see the same craze for video games. You don't see the same craze for well, si uh, because video games. Well, I would say systems, but systems come out every couple of years. Yeah, but it's the not, collectability's not there. Well, and no. like like obviously, video games are reciprocal. They they if you get a you know Halo one, you got a two, a three, a four. But like they don't ever like they don't gain value. So. And, and even comics, I, I would say, being so heavily involved. Like, yeah, they're midnight releases. People do get early to shops on New Comic Day when stuff comes out. But not like Funko. Like, not to the point that, like, there's people, that, like, there's, like, fistfights over Funko. Like, oh, yeah. You know, it's a lottery to get into their booth at cons, and, like, you're not seeing that with anything else. No, uh, and, and I mean, there's definitely a lure there, right? Like, um you know, to to the Funko product because of the amount of licenses that they have, because yeah. of everything that they can make. And and the argument gets made all the time. They're just the, they're the next Beanie Babies. Yeah. The difference is is the licensing. Yeah. Beanie Babies weren't Batman. They j they might have had a Batman symbol on it, but it wasn't a bat. Like, it's not it's not actually the Batman. It's not like you know we went from like the standard O one mold of Batman where they did that mold for five, six, seven years, and that's all they did was those molds. But now you're getting to the point where, you know, it's like, you know, just looking at my shelf, you have Batman 01, and then you look right over and you have 143. Well, he's a little different. He's in an action pose now. And you go from 143 to Red Sun, who he's in a completely different getup, in a different pose, in a different style. Like, so you're getting different variations of your favorite characters. Obviously, we're, we're really highlighting Batman because he's, I mean, just within the line, he's probably got 60 pops. Yeah. Um, but like my point being is, is it, it, it show, goes to show that like when one oh one came out, people were still buying every variation of oh one. They were going every time an oh one came out, they were like, yeah, I'm gonna get it, I'm gonna get it, I'm gonna get it. And I was victim of that for a while. But then I got to a point, I'm like, all right, I have 
2701 molds, I'm, I'm done. I'm not <laughs> buying another one unless it's something that's really cool. And even like, I mean, I have, I have the heavy hitters. I have the Chase Air, or the, the, not the Chase Air, I have the Air yellow symbol. Mm -hmm. I have Flashpoint, and I have the San Diego Comic-Con blue. They're all O1s, but they're all O1s that are worth more because of what they, their variation is. I have all the rainbows from, Plas or, um, from Entertainment Earth. Like each colored Batman, mm -hmm. they're worth absolutely nothing. They're all O ones. They're all worth like six bucks a piece. Right. My Flashpoint Batman and my San Diego Comic Con uh, 2010 Blue are all worth over a thousand dollars. So, and it's because they're limited. They're both limited. I think uh, San Diego was 420, and I th I want to say the same piece run for Flashpoint, if I'm not mistaken. But that goes to show you the collectability of it, and that's why the booth is hard to get into because there there are limited pops. You know, if San Diego would have been open this year, you know, Black Lightning would have been 3,000 pieces only at the show. Right. So they put them online, which we'll get into, you know, some of the, we're, we'll do a whole, you know, love-hate section of this spotlight, but that's my, I mean, Fun, Funko, I don't think loses its steam in the collector community because if Funko ceased to exist tomorrow, like they went bankrupt, they were not doing this no more, they're still collectible. Yeah. Because all that does now is drive your collection up. Because as the shelves start to deplete of the product, you're no longer getting them. So that means that there's not gonna be a restock of the most recent Spider-Man or the most recent Batman or the most recent, you know, Mickey Mouse or whoever it is. So they guess what? That pop just became inherently more popular. And every pop in your in your little collection that you know you're like oh that pops worthless now probably even if it's six bucks it probably jumps to 12 15 16 because somebody's going to want to get involved into the line or get involved into collecting them and then guess what you may be the only person that has one and like i said so you're I, I think that's why funko probably doesn't lose its appeal over time i i mean i think that what we're seeing is it's what we even see within the group right there are more people losing their losing their interest or not even so much losing their interest the frustration yes. of trying to collect funko is leading people to go you know what maybe i'm done with this yeah. uh, and it, part of it is you know that right now currently in the, in the in the state of our world you know you are heavily reliant on technology and you're yes. you're relying on it to work and when you have a organ uh, you know a successful company like Funko where you go to buy something and the site crashes every time you go to do it, you know, it, it does. I'm sure it gets disheartening. Yeah, it's, it's disheartening. Exactly. Um, so we'll, we'll start off. Um, I started collecting. So I got my first pop probably back in around like 2010 ish, 2011 ish. Um, so right around the time that they, they, they started. So it had to have been probably around 2011. Okay. Um, I was on family vacation in Ocean City, Maryland, and the fun zone down there, we go to arcade every time we go down there, and we just take money and change that we've saved over the year. We go down and we, we ball out and play for four or five hours in the arcade and collect as many tickets as possible because all we play is ticket games. And they happened to have a Funko Batman speaker, but it was a pop, it was a pop speaker. I didn't know what it was. I had no idea what Funko was. I just knew that I was a Batman speaker, and I was like, oh, that's pretty fucking cool. 
So I took a portion of mine, I think it was like 10,000 tickets, and I was like, hey, I, you know, I'll take the speaker. So I had it for two or three years before I got my next pop. But like it sat like in storage and in like containers. So like the box actually wasn't in terrible shape, but you just could tell it had been like exposed to the environment. Right. Um, all the all the pieces, it still works. I still have it. It's put away. It's protected now. Right. It's worth like 150 bucks, 160 bucks. I don't know how many of those they produced. I'm assuming it's probably mass produced, but I haven't seen one since. I've never seen anybody that's had one that they didn't buy it off of eBay. Right. Um, but that was my first pop. But then like probably 2013, 14, 13. Yeah, 13. It was my first year in the police department. A buddy of mine was getting into it pretty heavily with um, uh, the Star Wars line. And we did like a little gift exchange and he got me a bunch of the Arkham Batman ones. And I was like, oh, this is cool. And he's like, yeah, well, there's a whole line of them. I was like, what? So I started like really looking into it. And I was like, oh, so, you know, I did what every person does. I racked up, you know, credit card bills and, you know, spending all my expendable income and, I just went buck wild. I mean, it wasn't just DC. I was collecting every wrestling, Marvel, like anything I thought was cool. I just grabbed off the shelf. Oh, that's cool. I'm gonna get that one. I'm gonna get this one. I'm gonna get that one. And right. I did that for probably about seven, eight months. Within within ten months of starting collecting, about eight months in, I was like, I need to slow down. I need to consolidate. Like I got into the point. So put it this way, I had so many pops that were worth like a lot of money. And I didn't, I wasn't one of those people that went out and like spent crazy aftermarket prices. But I had so many pops that were worth a good amount that like when I was like, all right, it's time to consolidate. And I sold off my Marvel and my, my wrestling ones. It was enough to literally complete the DC line. Oh, wow. Like I went out and bought like all the big hitters, like the Green Arrows, the, the Martian Manhunters. Like I bought all those in one fell swoop and it basically completed the line one of every number from the from the heroes line so like that's how i collect in my heroes line i have one of every number ever released by them i have i mean even the jim lee ones that have come out and all that like i still i'm i'm still picking and piecing those together as i get them as i i remember to buy them or whatever but like i said for the most part i'm i'm maybe only missing 10 or 12 right now because of the, the new Wonder Woman line that came out that I didn't buy any of yet. Right. But that's how I kind of attacked it. But like I said, I, I mean, I did what every new collector does. I fucking racked up charges yeah. and money and things. I'm like, man, it's ridiculous. Like, to the point that my wife's like, are just getting ex excessive. Yeah. And I'm like looking at my wall now. Like, I mean, I have, you know, there's, I'm going to say they're probably about three and a half foot shelves, like wide. But, you know, I have them tiered back and forth. I think it fits up to 22 pops a shelf. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight shelves with two shelves that have to be hung still of pops just full, and they're full. It's full across. Yeah. See, and now for me, like, I, I first, well, the first Funko Pop that I bought, well, actually, let me go back. So I remember going into Hot Topic, and I remember seeing the white, Power Ranger and the like, the pink Power Ranger Funko Pops in there. Not uh, the originals. The originals. Oh, the originals. Yeah, the originals. So I remember looking at them, seeing them, and I'm like, what are these? And then I looked at the back, and I saw that they only did white, pink, and red. And I was like, well, this is stupid, <laughs> because you didn't do the whole team. Yeah. So I didn't buy them, right? I was like, there's no reason for me to buy these if I 
because I'm a, with with Power Rangers stuff. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, <laughs> with Power Rangers stuff, I'm a completionist. Like if I buy one member of the team, I have to have the rest of the team. Yeah. And so like when I saw that that oh they only did these three, I mean I didn't know anything about Funko, so I'm like, well, I'm not gonna get these. <laughs> and it wasn't until the Force Awakens came, you know, came out. Uh, and re- released so you had Force Awakens and you also had Rogue One at the time yeah. um, all coming out like around the same time and uh, I saw a ray with a lightsaber and uh, I grabbed it but just just there for you like you see the time lapse yeah because when the, ori- the original Rangers were out before I was collecting because when I started collecting in like 20 2013, mm-hmm. they were already like 110, 120, and had been vaulted. Okay. So when you saw them, you're talking probably 2010, 2011, probably. Yeah, it, it probably. I mean, it was a while ago. So anyway, I, I grabbed the ray. I was like, you know, I'm, because obviously we've established at this point I'm a big Star Wars fan, right? Yeah. So I grabbed that. I grabbed a Darth Vader um, for, from Rogue One, and I grabbed a, a Shadow Trooper. Uh, um, or Death Trooper, sorry, from uh, from Rogue One. So I started with those three. Yeah. And then those three turned into 30, and then those 30 turned into 300, and it just kept getting more and more and more. And I tried to stay within lines. Like like you said, right, you, you, you buy one, and you go, oh, that's cool, I'm going to buy this. Oh, that's cool, I'm going to buy this. Oh, that's cool, I'm going to buy this. And then the next thing you know, you have, you know, 500 pops. Uh and for me, uh, you know, I was keeping them all in the box, you know, yeah. uh, because that's, that is actually one of the, the things about Funko that, you know, I, I enjoyed, right? Hey, I have this. It's easy to stack them. You're easy to display them. And when you do see a wall where, like, you know, where everything is perfectly displayed, like, it's a cool-looking site. But I, uh, I decided uh, that I needed to rein my uh, – I needed to rein my – collection in right because yeah. yeah i was doing dc heroes uh your dc characters yeah, and i was doing power rangers and i was doing marvel like and i was well and when i say marvel like i was doing like your uh your mcu type stuff but i was also doing x-men and then i was doing you know anything that i was like oh that's kind of cool right yeah so i started to try to rein the ghostbusters right i was uh, you know i was definitely doing ghostbusters um so yeah, so I started to like try to rein myself in, and even doing that though, I found myself constantly having not not having to, but feeling the need that oh I have to go, I have to hurry up and get to this hot topic before it opens and stand in line, yeah. uh, so that I can get this pop and I can get this pop. Or you know, Toys R Us was still in business, so you know you're trying to get into Toys R Us to get their exclusives, or you're trying to get into Target to get their exclusives. And as you're, the further you get into this hobby, especially if you're an inbox collector, the more and more frustrating it becomes yeah. because then you're like, oh, this box is messed up. Now, keep in mind, it could be a scratch on the bottom of the box that nobody will ever see, but you know that it's there. And yeah. you're like, well, that sucks because now this box is damaged, right? Yeah. Uh, or, you know, anything that's Amazon exclusive, like unless your name is Brian, uh, you know, your, your stuff's coming jacked up. Like, yeah. you, that dude, he freaking, did you see what he, oh, so recent, sorry, we're going on a tangent, but it, it actually does kind of tie into this whole Funko thing. So 
Um, Brian orders our, our friend. We have a mutual friend, Brian. Brian orders stuff off Amazon all the time. And, and the running joke is Brian can order anything off of Amazon, and they can put a collectible, and they can put anything else in that box, and it will show up destroyed. Um, except for Brian. Brian orders stuff, and he literally ordered dog food, like a giant bag of dog food. And a pop. And uh, it was a. It might not have been a pop. It actually might have been uh, some uh, Mickey Mouse Funko. It wasn't Funko, but anyway, it's similar concept, right? It's a collectible in a box, right? Like a Funko. They threw the dog food in with the collectible. It shows up. It shows up perfect, right? <laughs> Meanwhile, you know, you order. I order one thing off of Amazon, and it's like, well, they rolled it over with the steamroller. Then they played hockey with it, and then they packed it up, gave it to the most reckless person that they could think of, and said, "Hey, somehow get this to his house. Yeah. We don't care how, just get it there. If you want to drop it from an aircraft carrier, or, or I mean, from a, a B fifty two, by all means, do." I don't so. know who sent out the new sort. Who had the new sorter? Uh, Somebody has a new sorter yeah. and it's like it's like insanely like jacked up, yeah. but yeah, I mean like it, you know that kind of your timeline kind of pushed you right into to the idea of like you know we when when you get into this community it can be or this hobby it can be overwhelming yeah and you you realize you can't be at every hot topic you can't be at every Toys R Us at the time or every you know, Walmart or Walgreens or wherever your next pop's going to be. So you start going out and exploring, and while you're exploring, you see somebody else looking at them that's similar in age, and you're like, hey, do you collect? And, you know, you sparked a conversation. He brought up Brian. Well, that's, he, I mean, that's actually how I got into Mac. Yeah, you know, we, 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 he brings up Brian. I was, you know, brand new to it. I had some buddies that I had, obviously, my coworker. A good friend of mine, Brett from high school, he, he's been collecting literally since the start. He was a guy that got into it really early on and had a bunch of like really now really expensive pops that he let go or didn't buy or passed on or whatever. And you're like, yeah. but just knowing Brett, you're like, oh, it's classic Brett. <laughs> hindsight but, being what it is. Yeah, right? hindsight being what it is. Exactly. When he had, so when Gemini put up the metallic DC heroes, the Shazam, Mar or Shazam, uh, Green Arrow, Aquaman and Martian. There was a Green Lantern metallic. Yeah, but that was a, he. Oh, okay. He was a regular chase of, of the original. Of the original, it's they're right there. Uh, Manhunter was San Diego, but Shazam. So yeah, Shazam, Aquaman, and Green Arrow. They all got their own uh, metallic Gemini exclusive. They didn't come out as chases for like their original figures. Hawkman was the other oh, one. Okay. Um, was the fourth. He was on Gemini's site the day they dropped. Could have got all of them. I think he only got Aquaman. And then he ended up, giving, ended up either selling Aquaman or trading them off later on for something else. And then, you know, four years later, all of those were fucking $1,000, $800 a piece. They've dropped significantly in price since, but they still, you can't get them. Gemini doesn't have them. They're sold out. They were exclusive during that time period. So it is, you know... That's what made Fungo a craze. People yeah. were losing their minds because all these stores were getting, you know, different things and doing different things. So, like I said, when we, you know, I got into it, I started a local group. And my buddies were in it initially, and then some other people joined. And then there was another group that saw my group kind of getting kind of some footwork. And, you know, they saw that I, you know, implemented some rules and were making sure people were selling and trading at, at, at cost and we were doing the right things. And then, you know... I was offered to come over and 
merge with this other group that was already kind of larger and you know I kind of the terms of my acceptance were like well I, I don't want to not run the group or help run the group or help moderate it at least um, so I got in with them you know I was with them for like probably four or five months they were doing some shady shit like trying to make money off of people and trying to push their you know their stores so they could get their exclusives and all this other stuff and I was like eh, that's not really what I'm here for right. I'm just here to collect if make some friends and if I can get you know a popper here or there because I, I'm good friends with somebody and they look out for me I look out for them that's what I was looking for um, and then we you know I got an, another offer to you know well I basically told I basically told you know, another Baltimore guy that was helping run that group, like, hey, I think I'm going to go back and do my own thing. Like, would you be interested? You know, he's like, yeah, you know, let's let's give it a shot. And then he obviously, I'm not naming names yeah. because obviously there's there's a lot more juicy history behind all of that. But, you know, he ends up bringing another guy in and we end up running that group, you know, the three of us. You know, obviously I started it. I There were still my rules, my expectations, you know. We brought in all the people I knew that were in the previous group and everybody that I had kind of made friends with up at that point in the current group. Um, and basically we told everybody at the, the last meet for that, the, the one group we were in, like, hey, we're starting this new group if you guys are interested. And everybody was interested because they didn't like the group they were in. Um, but we ran that group, the three of us, the two of them, the other guys had a falling out. I got stuck with a terrible human being um, running the group and um, you know I you know got busy with life got married had our kid I was coaching football um, and he was doing a lot of backhanded stuff the group was getting kind of drama it was too much drama over over fungo essentially right. yeah um, and a good friend of mine Steven I bring him up a ton on here he basically told me like hey like i I know why you're in this I know why you want to do this like you you're all about the community you're all about helping us as collectors and your friends and things out like that was your whole idea starting the group like that's not where this group is heading currently brian said the same thing to me at a meet and i was like you know what and he, he raised a good point either you get rid of the cancer or the cancer is going to get rid of you kind of thing so i took it upon myself i removed that person from the group and it was a as big of a shit storm as you expected it to be um, I got publicly bashed within the Funko community for probably a good two, three months by people I never even had a conversation with. Right. People had never been to a meet that we had hosted. Uh, they they weren't the ones that showed up to Chuck's when, uh, you know, a-hole uh, <laughs> decided he wanted to hold a meet the same day as Awesome Con weekend. Yeah. And, you know, me and Brian were the only two that showed up. Not even the guy who organized it showed up. But me and Brian showed up and just sat in Chuck's and me and him shot the shit for a half an hour, hour, we got some food. And then, you know, we you know went home and that was kind of like my my straw of like, you, you know, you keep telling people you're doing all this work, but then you're not putting there's no effort to it, whatever. But like I said, so long story short, got rid of them, um, brought one of the, the original guys back onto the team because I was like, you know, he got kind of done kind of dirty the first go around. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, but he was actually one of the last people I brought on because I brought on Brian and I brought on um not not um jen brought on her husband fuck i feel bad i just haven't seen him in so long um whatever so uh like i said jen uh jen, jen's husband she's now an admin 
um, she, she was actually far more involved than, than he was, but he's a great guy. Um, Charlie's, Charlie's looking up, up his name now. I'm going to... Yeah, I'm, because, like, so he, he was before my time. Yeah, um, I'm having a brain fart. Um, dude, we, we're total jerks right now. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Greg. Uh, Greg, yeah, there we go. Sorry, Greg. Sorry. <laughs> Jeez, man. Um, so, like I said, though, Jen, you know, you know, Jen stepped in for him because he got really busy with work. Um, he, he, he worked, was basically working seven days a week. He couldn't make meets, couldn't do the things that, you know, admins were doing for us. And Jen was like, I'll step in. And Jen was an original member. Jen comes to all the meets. Jen is... Jen's great. Jen's the, essentially the matriarch of MACC now. She's, she's the mother figure, and she puts up with all the bullshit between me, Charlie, and Brian. <laughs> um, but I brought Stephen on. Stephen, Stephen was the heart of, of MACC. Um, it hasn't been quite the same since him and Paul left for, for Georgia. Yeah. Um, we had a falling out with the other, Another, yeah. with the other person. Um, Charlie came on shortly before the fallout. But even Charlie kind of saw the writing on the wall of like, well, this is Mark's group, but he kind of lets everybody run it. Like, Mark's not really taking ownership of it, but everybody, agree it got to a point because I individually spoke with all the other admins and they were like, look, we've never questioned who runs the group, like who the group was started by, who it, 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 it's run through, but you know, we want this group to continue to run the way it's supposed to be run, how you've told us to run it, and we can't see that happening if you're not the person in charge. Right. Well, and like, obviously, we don't want this whole to turn into the history of Mac, right? Yes. But We're going to get back into yeah. this. All is all Funko, really. This is all Funko drama. Yeah. This, because, so, like, you know, there's lots of groups out there, right? Um, and I, I guess kind of like yeah. uh, to so, kind so, of bring people around, right? Yeah. So, um, so we have this group, right? The Mid-Atlantic Collector Corps. Now, that, the, there's a lot of different groups out there. You know, I'm sure anybody listening to this is either part of that group or they're part of some national group. Yeah. If you collect Funko, I'm sure you're part of some sort of and we went Facebook from, group. And, and, and we went from having 12 people showing up to a meet to having over 200 people right. hosting our own toy show. Having We have over 1,000 members in our group. And we are just a regional group. We service Maryland, D.C., Virginia, Pennsylvania, a little bit of West Virginia, a little bit of Delaware, and a little bit of New York's, you know, New North York Carolina. Yeah. So we don't have a ton of, we don't have, we don't go much, we don't go nationally, but we have over a thousand members in our group. And our group activity is over, we have over 15,000 post engagements a week. So that shows that we have over 15,000 times somebody's clicked on a post liked something, commented something, or seen something. Yeah. So we have a tremendous amount of activity in our group. So us, this admin group, the reason why it was started was collectors helping collectors. Right. Well, so, and I guess um, with the group, though, right, the group is called Mid-Atlantic Collector Corps, and it's meant for all things, things collectible. Because collectible, right? obviously me and Charlie collect everything. Right. Not um, just Funko. But it's dominated. It is dominated by Funko, and, uh, you know, um, you know, we'll we'll talk about you know things with Mac and 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 Funko and how you know you and I have 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 been in that group and and how we interact. But um, you know, there's there are these national groups out there yeah. that that don't have the same type of rules that don't have the same type of thing. Or the, they're not structured in the same way. And so um, to find a group like the Mid Atlantic Collector Corps does yeah. make things uh, easier for for a collector. Yeah, way easier now. 
are there people that take advantage of the group? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yep. But I would say overall, the the overwhelming majority, right? Um, they make friendships. They they yeah. they we have relationships with one another that keep in mind we a lot of people they know each other by their digital persona yes the whatever they put in the group but our group our group actually allows you to put like in-person interaction because we host our meets right which unfortunately covid you know is curtailed at but we basically just have an entire year to plan for the next one (laughs) right but like i said though my the whole purpose of my group was Collectors helping collectors, mm-hmm. being local enough that you could do a hand-to-hand exchange and meet somebody, and two, having the meets where everybody got to get along. Because when you get out of high school, or even when you, like, if you're not somebody, maybe you don't go to college, or you go to college, post-college, post those college years, it's really hard to meet people unless you're, like, out doing non-constructive activities, like drinking, or, you know, you're, 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 you're stuck in the same rut of the same people. I would have never met Brian if I didn't walk into that Walgreens in West Baltimore looking for a Funko Pop. <laughs> I would have, you know, I've never met Charlie if I wasn't adminning the group and went out of my way to be like, I think he'd be a good fit to help us out. And Charlie started as a moderator and he kicked ass and took names. And then when it was time, hey, we need some more admins because we're going to be losing Steven and some other people. Let's bring Charlie on. Charlie came on and you know, that's kind of how our friendship came to be. Yeah. You know, Steven's probably my, is my, my best friend. You know, I, I drive seven, you know, 11 hours regularly to go and see him in Georgia now because I value our friendship. We met through this group. Right. We met through this hobby of Funko. And even he sold off 90% of his Funkos. But it's funny, the ones he's kept are the ones I've given him or friends have given him. And the same thing here. Like, if I sold all of all my Funkos, like, I wouldn't sell my two biggest ones because they were helped. They, I was helped to get those by my friends. And yeah. I would never get rid of things that somebody gave to me as a gift because of the sentimental value behind well, it. So I guess let's get into that, right? Um, so obviously you're still collecting, yeah. right? Um, I, I, I kind of think I, I haven't made it a secret that I've stopped. Um, yeah. I stopped for a number of reasons. So we get back to that story I was telling of like how I got this Funko Pop. And, uh, and that, so that was been like 2016, right? Yeah. And collecting and all that other stuff. So... Uh, I can tell you exactly which pop killed Funko collecting for me. And it was the Amazon exclusive Becky Lynch, the man Funko pop. And I ordered it off of Amazon and in typical Amazon fashion, it shows up destroyed. Now, not destroyed, but to the point where I'm like I, I another smashed up box. Another right? one that I'm going to have to return. Right. So uh, I was like, you know what? I'm done. I'm yeah. done because in that moment, I looked at myself and I was like, or, well, you know, talked to myself and I'm like, do I collect figures or do I collect boxes? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I collect figures, but Funko Pop figures to me aren't the same as action figures because you've, you've, you've seen my collection, right? Yeah. My action figures with, with few exceptions um, are out of the box on display. Yeah. You can see them, you can pick them up, you can pose them, you can do stuff with them. But Funko, no, it's, it's not. And so I was like, I'm done. Yeah. I'm going to sell them all. Now, I didn't sell everything, right? No. Just the ones that I have, just like you said, uh, anything that has a sentimental attachment to it, I kept. Uh, my I have every Funko Pop from the Arrow line, the TV show Arrow. I have every pop from that. The majority of those, Nikki bought for me, right? Yeah. Uh, I have some Ghostbusters ones, which again, like essentially if 
my wife or my children didn't buy them for me. You got rid of them. I got rid of them. And and that's all I have left of my my Funko collection because I got tired of that. But not only that, and so like this will be probably a, a shot for you, right? So I was so disheartened with Funko and just yeah. the, the whole everything in it in general because you know between running the group and and tr trying to be a you know collect these things like i got to the point where like i was hating funko and i i, I don't like to throw the word hate around because you know for me to hate something like that means i don't want it to exist anymore yeah. and um as much as like i don't collect I don't want it to go away because if it wasn't for Funko, right, you know, yeah. the, the group wouldn't exist. There's lots of positives that did come out of yeah. being a Funko collector. But I was like, I'm just done. I almost debated leaving the group. Yeah. Because I was, that's how done yeah. I was and with I, Funko. And it's funny, like, obviously, I mean, you've, you were there for the second, the second civil war, right. so to speak, of, of our group. I fought so hard to keep the group as pure to the image or mission that I envisioned for it from the start. And everybody around me has worked so hard. Like there's a point like probably shortly after Steven left that I was kind of like, I don't know if I want to do this. Anymore. Right. It's, I but mean, like, there's it, work. There's a lot of work that people, I don't think people realize that goes into trying to keep this group running. Keep the group running. Yeah. And it takes good people around you. And we have a tremendous team. Mm -hmm. You know, Colleen, you know, Daniel, you know, Garrett, Ricky, Brian, Jen, you, Christy. You know, Christy. Christy, I mean, just in. She's in in ir, almost irreplaceable for her you know her personality. If there was somebody that's going to fill the Stephen void, it's Christy. Everybody loves her. Yeah. Um, uh, am, I, am, I, am I missing anyone? Not that I can think of. I think that's everybody. Yeah. So um, I mean, we've had we've and we've I mean over yeah. this time we've had people come on board and leave yeah. and and yeah, it is what it is. You know, yeah. people get busy. Life happens. Things yeah. happen. But um, um, but like you said, you know, we have tremendous help. To run i mean it's a thousand people if you if you do the math i think we have seven total people right now helping or seven or eight it's like a little over 110 members per per person if you're going to put it into like how many people you're technically responsible for but you know the whole purpose of our group is to make sure if you pay 12 bucks for that funko pop you sell for 12 bucks at least for the first four weeks because yeah. you should be helping out your fellow collector get your funko pop. it's not all about buying and flipping and we've never really had the issues I think we've had one person scammed via trade and or sale in the, what, what are we at? Four. four almost four, a little. Four going on. This was, so this past year would have been our four-year anniversary. Are you sure about that? I think it's three. Could have been three. Hold on. I will. Maybe you're right. But yeah, because I think next year's four. Um, but regardless, three, four years, whatever existence of the group, you know, we, we, We've, we, we've, if you're in the national pages, if you're listening to this podcast because you listen to Funko and you found us on a national page, you will know the horror stories that are put out there. We don't have that experience. We don't have that problem in our group because we, we monitor it and we, we, we keep track of it. And when we do have it, we have an admin team that, 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 that is proud enough to say, hey, well, what did you lose out on? Which pop didn't you get or which pop did you trade? 
It would have been four years. So this would have been our four year. Yeah. So five years next year. Great. Yeah. That'll be a good one to kick back off post Corona. Yeah. Um, but like I said, you know, we, you know, the group is, the group is a microcosm of what Fungo is. It's got its ups. It's got its downs. It's filled with behind the scenes drama, <laughs> you know, that, that kind of is the good versus the bad. I'm sure, you know, you feel the same way with Funko. Like, it's a love-hate. Like, they come out with some great characters, they buy some great licensing, and come out with some great lines, and then they just shit on you for the next seven months with just stuff that you don't care about. Well, you know, and it's it's not just exclusive to Funko either, right? No. Like, um, so me being a Star Wars fan and Star Wars collector, um, you know, the 3.75-inch uh, line, which is the been the, the line forever right um known as the vintage collection now uh, nowadays um those people hate black series like if you're if you're a tvc purist yeah they hate black series because black series seems to be getting all the love yeah and there's a reason for that right people wanted something different they wanted a fuller size scale they figure. Want they, they wanted yeah they wanted a little bit more that you weren't getting at that 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 smaller scale yeah. um and then you'll see people on the black series side like crap on the tvc side so it, it, you know there isn't a there isn't a line that people collect yeah. or a type of thing that people collect where there that doesn't have its detractors but yeah. um funko Funko has, I'm trying to think of the best way to describe this. So Funko has a problem because of because of the people who collect it, at least yes. from, from my, my standpoint right now. Funko, uh, Funko in, in itself as a company is not perfect. No. And their problems are blatant and they're in front of them. It's kind of very similar to WWE. Right. Like, you know what's wrong with the product, but you're so big you're so profitable, like at least enough, like you're selling enough of your profit, that the, your product, that there's no need for you to change it. it. Clearly, it's not broken enough that people are like walking away from it. Right. So, Funko. Right. I, I'm, I'm an anomaly, right? Because yeah. like I was able to, to go, I'm done with but this. But you're not, though. We see it all the time. We see people that, you know, it, you know, it reminds me of, like I said, we, we say it time and time again on here, we're not political. But how many people, oh, Trump's elected, I'm moving to Canada, I'm going here, I'm going there. But they're still here in America. Right. The same shit happens with Funko. Oh, I'm, I'm done, I'm selling my collection. And then the next one comes up, hey, anybody get that Funko shop today? Right. I need it. Well, well, and, and, well that's, and that's what I mean. Like, I'm the anomaly because, like, I said I'm done. You went to Canada. And I went to Canada. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm done. Like, I, you know. But uh, that's the thing. Like, in, like you know, the highlight, you're, you're, like, you're, you're exodus from it, you know. First, why I'm still in it. I mean, we're sitting in the room. I am so deep into this heroes line, and I'm so complete. Like I said, I'm only missing like ten or twelve, and really, they're ones that I'm just kind of like, oh, I'll get them eventually. They're commons; they're not going up in price. So the thing is, is I'm like, I'm so deep into. Like you said, you're a completionist. Yeah, is my line complete? No, because I don't have one of every pop that's ever been made for the heroes line. But I have one of every number, every box number that's ever been created. I have that number. So for me, I'm complete. And people always, they always, you always got the Funko. You know, purist. Oh, you don't have a complete line. You don't have a complete line. Uh, I have damn near close to a complete line. Right. I'm missing. If you if you add in the pops I don't currently have, like the Gemini, like the super expensive ones that I don't have, I'm missing like 40 pops. Yeah. There's there's fucking 300 of them in the line. So I'm so far in. I'm like ah, there ain't no point stopping now. Like right. I'm I'm gonna be doing this for the rest of my life basically, <laughs> but I'm fine with that because and I had a lull for DC too. Like when you were getting crushed with Star Wars, Marvel, 
you know, Ninja Turtles, freaking, you know, Power Rangers, all that stuff was coming all out. Like DC was like, eh, we'll give you this one here this month. Here's this Chrome Batman. Here's this Chrome Batman you don't care about because you already have that number. Or here's this, and then random character drops here and there. You're like, oh, I want that guy. I'll buy him. 12 bucks. Cool. Done. But like now DC's starting to pump out again. Like I'm getting the 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 Christmas pops, the breast cancer awareness, all all original molds, all different numbered. They're smart now. Yeah. I guess they they know they know me. They're like, all right, we're gonna get Mark. We're gonna start doing the same molds, but we're gonna make them different numbers because that's how he collects. You motherfuckers. Yeah. Well, so let, I guess let's talk about that, right? So with Funko, right? Um, you know, I I took a pop shot a while back on my personal Instagram. So we hold on, we okay. we love. So that was everything basically we love about Funko. Yeah, Funko is is a tremendous community. Um, it's allowed us to build friendships, relationships. It's it's fun to collect when you're winning. When you're winning, <laughs> it's fun to collect. Um, and 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 the collectability behind it is there. It is it is clearly a profitable collection. It's something that you can buy, and as long as you're not buying trash and you're good at what you're doing and you take advantage of your line, like for me, for instance, I might have 300 pops, but and only 100 of them are worth something. But the 100 of them that are worth something are worth something. Right. I'm talking, you're, you're talking upward 20 grand for my collection. Right. And I didn't pay, I, I guarantee you. a semester you, college for. Yeah, I can tell you this, I probably pay you, the most for a pop I've paid is 300 bucks for one. Yeah. And that was Green Arrow. And it's funny, because now I have two of them. See. And I was uh, the type of collector I am. I have never paid over retail. Over retail, and then and that's kind There's of. There's a lot of people like that though. Th but that for me, that's part of why I like the collecting hobby, yeah. right? Is I want to find that deal. I want to get that. I want to yeah. get it to where I'm not getting raked over the coals. But all right, so let's let's talk about it. Like I said, I, on my on my personal Instagram, I took a pop shot at Funko um, because. I saw them now going to make this wood line. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, all right. So let me get this straight. You're going to make the same Funko Pop that you've already made a chrome version of, that you've already made a patina version of, that you've already made the uh, glow in the dark, glow in the dark, that you've already d made uh, a flocked version of, that you've already made, you know, they, they just, they keep crapping out all of these different versions. Yeah. And I'm like, and now there's, there's wood. Yeah, this is this is stupid. Like yeah. it's it's just stupid, right? Why don't you give people something different? Well, they came out with the Batman 143 mold in the artist spotlight, mm -hmm. but apparently that's a it's an art line, so it doesn't fall in the heroes lines. I'm like, I'm not buying them things. Fuck that. Right. I don't need that. So, but to me, it's like, well, you're a sucker then. Like, if you if you're buying the same pop, yeah, over and now, over. Now I can understand, like the the um, fluorescent glow in the dark Marvel line. That was pretty cool. And I can understand, like, somebody like Brian, who's got Iron Man, would want that. Like, that was a cool pop. But, and he really doesn't have a lot of the original Iron Man number ones, or whatever his number is in the, in the Marvel line. So I, I can understand that. But, like, for me, that would have been just another 01 Batman or 143 Batman. I'd be like, I'm done. I don't want that. I'm good. I don't need it. It's not cool. The same shit happens with the, the, with the Chrome ones. You know how many Chrome Batmans I could have right now mm -hmm. that I just passed on at retail that are worth, like, 700 bucks? Right. Like, I have the pink Batman from New York Comic Con, the 1500 piece, which Steven got me because he was working the show. And um, what's his name from Comic Book Men? Oh, Ming? Kevin Smith? Oh, no, no. Uh, Ming. Okay. So, he, so Ming wanted, wanted to go to New York Comic Con but didn't have a badge. So he called the handler company that Steven works for and was like, hey, 
can you give me a badge? And the woman was like, yeah, if you work for us. So he got detailed to Steven. So Steven <laughs> was technically his boss. And, you know, he was like, Steven was like, hey, go get me, go get a fungo booth and see what you can get me. And they, meanwhile, you know, big celebrity. I mean, he's got a pop of himself. Right. Like he walks in, he's like, hey, guys. Hey. And he's like, yeah, I need this, that, and the third. So he got Steven the Batman. And I'm like, see if you can give me one. And he paid 15 bucks for it. Nice. So Steven got it for me, because Steven knows I'm not a big Chrome guy. And I'm like, yeah, I'll take it, whatever. You know, get it for me. It's Batman. And he's like, all right. So he sends, you know, Ming Chen to go get it. Ming Chen comes back one. It's like a $500 pop now, $600 pop. I'm like, it's retarded. I'm like, it's not even a cool, it's not even a cool pop. Like, it's just Chrome. Yeah. Like I bought the black Chrome one because I'm like, okay, Batman's black. And like his suit's black. Like it's a cool Chrome feature. I got the gold one because I'm like, oh, it looks like a statue. It's cool. They're worth absolutely nothing. Mm -hmm. But the, the pink one I have, apparently, it's super popular. But but yeah, and, and so like that's where, so you have that right. Funko just pushing out the same thing over and over. That would be like, and you see this kind of too with like wrestling figures, right? Yeah, Is, same guy. Uh, over you, and over. Like I don't need sixty-five different Roman Reigns or John Cena's or whatever, right? But when they do a first in first time in line version of a figure, like well, yeah, that's gonna that's gonna intrigue yeah. me. Um, but I'm not getting you know, a John Cena every single wave or yeah. Roman Reigns every I mean, yeah, you'll you'll get a bunch of them, but you'll they'll at least kind of spread it apart, right? Yeah. Um and Funko just seems to keep pushing out the same thing. Or, you know, in the same wave, you're gonna have four Wonder Womans, right? And not only are you gonna have four from the basic line, but then you're gonna have a Hot Topic version, and then you're gonna have a Barnes Noble version, yep. and then you're gonna have, uh, you know, a John's comic book exclusive version. Yeah, I'm just, yeah. Yeah. everybody has their own exclusives, and it makes it to the point where it's like, all right, well, but if, I, if I'm trying to complete this collection, how in the world am I gonna complete this? Where it's, I, and I, I hate using the word fair when we talk about collecting because it, it, it is a it is a it is a competitive hobby, right? Yeah. You, it's just like hunting. Like yeah. if you're if you're if anybody listening here is hunting, right? Like if you and I go into the woods together and I walk out with an animal and you don't, yeah. Sorry about your luck, man, yeah. but I got there first. Yeah, I, I got the kill. Um, it's uh, you know, except in this instance, we're talking about collectibles, not survival. Yeah. Um, and it's just, I don't know. It, when you go out and you're you're looking for these things, it should be on a level playing ground. Because if you and I go into the woods to hunt, right, we're on the same playing ground for the most part. As yeah. far as we're we fun. know, we know where we know it's somewhere in there. We know that we have to go find it. We know that we have to go get it and yeah. take it down, right? But, but you don't have to worry about like an employee holding the elk back, right? So, so yeah, there's no game warden that's like, all right, come on, I'm gonna take this and I'm gonna I'm gonna save it and then I'm gonna put it down behind a barn on my own. Or you don't have you know uh, somebody using uh, robo hunters running through the woods, yeah. like 300 of them, <laughs> uh, you know, like. It's it, we're on again. We're on a level playing field, yeah. and um, Funko, you're just not. You're not. You're, you're, you're not. Like you're, like the Ming the Ming Chen story is perfect. Yeah, you're you're at a disadvantage because there are other ways to go about getting them yeah. other than the traditional. Let me walk into a store and buy it. Yeah. Um. You you have to, and uh, I mean this day and age you have to rely on technology to get them. Yeah. And and like I said, I mean that's that's going to be my next point of, you know, as somebody who's still in it. Like, obviously, your complaints are somebody of, like, 
this is why I got out of it. Right. As somebody that's still in it, my biggest complaints about Funko as a whole is Funko's lack of care for their collectors. Now, as a DC guy, I'm fortunate enough that the majority of my character drops are new, like I, I mentioned this before we started recording, are new molds or, or a different character or a new character. It, they've they've kind of gone away from 14 Batmans, 14 Harley Quinns, 14, like, because for a long time, that's all I was getting was like another version of Batman, another version of Harley Quinn or another Superman. Like I wasn't getting like, and they were all the same number. They weren't new molds. But late, I mean, looking, just looking at my shelf, Minus the movie lines, like the movies that are in the line, like the Birds of Prey, the Wonder Womans and stuff like that. Every single character that's come out has been a new new character. Minus the Batman 80th anniversary line that came out where it was all Batman. But even that Batman was Batman Forever, Batman Returns, uh, Batman, you know, the San Diego holding the bag, the, you know, all the different, right. you know, through the times of Batman, Batman. So they were all different molds. They were all different. So, but now, like I said, you know, I have Kid Flash. I have, you know, I just unboxed the Bat Black Adam and put them up. I have Raz Al Ghul upstairs. Like, so I'm getting individualized drops, which I'm I'm a fan of. Thank that that is one thing I am extremely happy with. But that's because I collect this line. There are other lines, like you just said, with the wood, the Flash. Marvel line is getting hammered with just repaints, 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 or, repaints. Or Venomized line. Or, yes. or, or the Zombies line, right? Like, yeah. And, and so that kind of transitions into something else that, you know, like with, with Funko. Um, so Funko is so popular that they can just throw something out there. And people buy it. And people buy it. And then... That's all that floods. Sorry, that's all that floods. You know, like the the groups. Yeah. Uh, and so, like, you're gonna see. Oh well, we'll use Marvel Zombies because that's the cool, hot new thing, right? Uh, so, um, everyone's like, I need this. I need this. I need this. I need this. Okay. So now you've got all these Marvel Zombie figures or zom Zombie Pops. And in six months from now, nobody wants them. This doesn't fit my collection, yeah. right? Because that is the most common thing that will, that I, I know that I see is is that phrase doesn't fit my collection. Then why did you buy it? Yeah, it, like if it doesn't. No, you bought it because you wanted to resell it. Let's yeah. let's let's call a spade a spade, right? Yeah. There's a reason that certain people buy certain ones. Like there's a reason that when people show their hall posts, they go, "Well, here's the or here's here's my haul from the day." And we'll use the most recent, right? Of, all right, so you'll see somebody that they got a Black Lightning. They got um, the Sonic Pops. They got um, Ra's al Ghul. They got, what was another one that came out here recently? Um, Ninja Turtle. Right, the, the San Diego Comic-Con Ninja Turtle, right? So of those four, all right, so those are all across the board. Those are, those, none of those are intertwined with one another. You know, they're just completely random. They, they were just the they were just the fun days drop. Right. Okay. So here are these four. Guarantee you that in a few months, if if any of them or if all of them go up, those same the majority of those same people are going to turn around and go, I have these for sale. I have these for trade. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's they bought the they got them because. Funko has proven that time yeah. and time again that when they're, they're limited releases that you can turn around and you can And then you them. also it also becomes frustrating as a collector like I, you know I, I was getting into more of the things I, I, I'm disliking about being a Funko collector at the moment when you have 
people that you know don't collect heroes. Yeah. Like Black Lightning is the perfect example. He was 3,000 pieces limited. Like you said, we're going into the woods hunting, but it's not an equal playing ground. Dude, I was in, in the cart, had him secured. Like I, I was camping, mind you, but I had Wi-Fi, had everything I needed. I got on whenever it went live. So let's I think it went, went live at like 7 or 8 p.m., whatever. I was on at 8 o'clock. 8, like 8, 30 seconds, I had him in my cart and at the shipping thing, got the shipping wheel of death, right. which is now the new thing with them. You get to, when, when a, a pop sells out and you get, before you get to, to essentially to buy it, they will, you'll get to the shipping portion and it just circles and circles, looks, looking for rates. I sat for 24 minutes, and then I was kicked off the site. Oh, man. Sent back into the site, and couldn't even get the Ra's Al Ghul Pop that I needed. I had to wait to get that on Entertainment Earth. But my point is, is Funk, there's no, and, and Funko comes out and basically says, like, yeah, we had an issue with our site. Sorry. If you got through, congratulations, you got the pop. But then, like, you know, you see people in our group, and I'm not sour graping. I'm not, it is what it is. I'm so used to it by now. Like I was like, all right, fuck it. I'll just go to eBay or I'll buy it off of Gemini or whatever, depending on the price where it starts at. Right. And you know, I'm not sour graping, but there's people in our group that I know for a fact have no interest in Black Lightning, have no interest in DC Comics or DC Heroes. They got it and then complained that they didn't get other things. Right. And you're like, nobody feels sorry for you. You got the most expensive pop of the weekend that you have no interest in having. You will be able to trade for your pops that you wanted. Well, and, and, and yeah, so again, what leads into another thing about Funko that, that you know, it, it hurts the hobby, right? Uh, yeah. Of just the, the amount of whining and complaining. And I, and I know it sounds hypocritical, right? Because, I mean, that's kind of what we're doing. We're, we're complaining about people complaining. Yeah. Uh, but you know it, it's it's not so much a complaint it's it's a part of the reason why that part of the hobby is has has we get it was one more thing that made me want to leave not only was i getting discouraged with the condition of the things that i was receiving but the 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 environment as a whole just was toxic yeah like it, and we get to that point a lot in our group where like we as admins and moderators we send out we basically put out a post like if you post something else about this past weekend's drop, we're deleting it. Like, we're tired of seeing the negativity. We're tired of seeing... And, like, we didn't do it this go-around because it was relatively quick turnaround because Funko sucked on Tuesday night, Wednesday night, whatever. But then the next day, all the stuff dropped, and the majority of people got what they wanted. There was a couple of people who didn't get, like, the Black Lightning or didn't get something that they actually really wanted. They were kind of still upset. But Funko is Funko. We knew that that was the case. Like, they had done the Dwight Schrute pop two and a half weeks prior, and it was an absolute nightmare. Right. So it didn't surprise us when you had hundreds of thousands of people now logging in to try and get these exclusives, because not, not many people, I mean, there was people that wanted Dwight Schrute and Office Pops, but not as many people as wanted their San Diego Pops. Right. Um, but apparently they just had another drop with a Freddy Funko Frankenstein, and it was as equally as disastrous, and that wasn't even limited. Yeah. Like, their site just couldn't handle the traffic. And they do this to themselves because they drop the same time every week on Wednesdays. And you would think by now they would have already expanded their server or paid to have like extra traffic or whatever it is they got to do to make sure that things go smoothly for themselves. Because I figure they're probably, they're, they're hurting, they're not hurting on sales. They're going to sell out essentially anyways. Yeah. But like they try to say, oh, we're doing all these updates to make the site harder to get 
through for bots. But then there's not even like any CAPTCHA, there's no like extra security you have to go through. It's literally add cart, go to cart, pay. Yeah, and that's the end of it. And, and they don't care. They don't. Because if they make 10,000 units and they sell 10,000 units, and they it don't doesn't care. matter. Because yeah. they don't care about the secondary market. Yeah, and people, people always like, oh, Funko cares because that drives their, their popularity and that drives their, their sales. No, it doesn't. What drives their sales is them just dropping new product regularly. Yeah. And people being like, all right, well, that's going to be hot. I'm going to buy it. It doesn't matter what it is. As long as, as, as they get it out to you, you're going to buy it. And like I said, you know, it, you said, you know, there is a lot of whining in, in this collection, in, in this community. I don't see nearly as much whining in comics. Comics is more about quality, not quantity and or access. Right. Well, if, well, go ahead. If you want a comic, you can more than likely get it somewhere. Yeah. Where some Funko Pops are more difficult. It's a lot of online dealing. It's a lot of eBay. It's a lot of this. And the thing is, I don't see the whining in the comic community. I don't see the whining in, you know, like like I'm, I'm big in the Mezco. I don't see people, either you, you got it when it dropped or you didn't. Right. And they realize that Mezco is only going to make a handful of each figure that they do. Well, and, and I think that's part of it, too, is like, so... Just because a person is a Funko collector doesn't mean they collect anything else. You know, a lot yeah. of people are Funko only. That's yeah. all they do. Whereas, like, you know, people like you and I, you know, then there's there's plenty of people that, that collect other things. And honestly, I think that if um, more people posted, uh, you know, action figure related things yeah. within Mac, we'd probably have more people going. But because it's so Funko heavy yeah that they just kind of they feel like oh well i'm throwing you know uh i'm, I'm shouting down a hallway and nobody's gonna hear me yeah and, and like i've tried with comics in our group and you've tried with action figures and we've tried like different things and and it's like the cool kids club right if you're in mac you're in the cool kids club if you're constantly posting about funko, funko right but you know it, it, it's almost like who's that weird kid sitting by himself when you throw like a comic poster this <laughs> right, like, right and it's not a problem like it's the group we built we right. built it around Funko because that was what originally what it was it was kind of you know made for made for but we are all you if you collect Funko you collect because of some sort of pop culture right you know so there's more to Star Wars than Funko they have Legos they have comics they have action figures they have you know countless Every, other things they have everything. everything same thing for dc same thing for marvel same thing for disney same thing for movies so like you know obviously that, that's more macc tangent but that that in and of it whole macc is a great microcosm of the community that is funko right um because people i mean they, they love it they, they love it they'll bend over backwards to get it they will also <laughs> if it's not crazy for them to do it for you they'll also you know i've met i've met I met a lot of new friends, people that I'll talk to for the rest of my life because of Funko. Way more than I ever did for comics or, you know, coaching or sports or anything along those lines or ever did at school for, for college or whatever. But like I said, you know, it, it sucks that the company that we are so dedicated to doesn't seem to care about the quality of customer service that they give to their fans. And they always, you know... It goes back to as simple as like box condition. And like they'll be like, well, you don't collect the boxes, you collect the toys, so we're not gonna replace boxes. But they know box condition is 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 it's huge. Huge for their 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 customer base. And that's why you see Target, the some of those Target exclusives coming in hard stacks 
before you know when they they come in and you know what they sell out yeah and you know why because people go i know that this is in great shape but yeah. So, what's the typical price point on a Funko Pop? Twelve bucks. Twelve bucks. That's, that's, that's market the, average. That's the average. All right. Some so, as high as fifteen, low as nine, but twelve is about the middle. But, but those Target exclusives that come in the hard stacks, what are they? Twenty? Not even. They might be fifteen. I uh, can't even remember. But let's just say, let's just say for, you know, shits and giggles, it's it's twenty bucks. If you if you knew that you were now you keep a lot of stuff. Out, out of box. box but let's just say you're the average funko pop collector who you know boxing edition is the most important thing in their life um yeah, would you gonna, pay that extra couple yeah, dollars because you're going to get the hard stack with it right so you you're getting two products for one and your your product you're really there for is actually much pristine. better off it's yeah. pristine but like i said though like my my big issue like i said my biggest issue with funko is is online ordering especially in the world we're living in now it's always been online ordering I also have an issue with, like, because I've gone to the cons, I've gone to New York, but, like, people have said, like, you're not going to get, like, a badge unless you're, like, botting or they know you or, like, and it's crazy, like, there's po behind the scenes politics behind it, like, like, luckily, you know, we're pretty good friends with, with the, the f fun days out guy for, for Baltimore, um, Jason, and, you know, I was able to get right in and get my you know get my tickets for for you know fanatics day out which is supposed to be this past april and got moved to october but now it looks like we're going to do it next year um which i'm fine with um but like that's a huge event it goes across the country and that's run by collectors not by funko and there's no guarantee but sometimes funko does send some stuff and whatnot but it's like a just a get together essentially what we do every other month for our group but it's a little more formal there's some food some drinks and like you, you know and, and it's obviously not macc exclusive so i might see some people that <laughs> like me dislike me i don't care but at the end of the day i'm going to have a good time with my friends and and, and the people that are going to go there and i like to believe that i have a positive enough reputation within the funko community locally that even if there is a couple people in there that are a little bit of haters but most people were like, oh, that's the guy that runs Mac. He's a good guy. Well, and, and you know, it, it, this whole episode, you know, we're, we're, we're talking about Funko, but it, with what we do and, and just kind of how we're set up, right, is that Mac is part of that. And I feel like it has. It's intertwined itself with Funko. With Funko right? Yeah, when, uh, when, when, when I think of Funko, I think of Mac. Yeah. For me, you know, synonymously. Sin yeah, and, and I can tell you this, of our 1,000 people in our group, the people that regularly interact, regularly come to the meets and things like that, they would probably say the same thing. Yeah. When I think of Funko, I think of MECC because of, of how much the group is so synonymous with one another. Right. I, you know, um, my buddy Craig, you know, that I've talked to you yeah. about before, right? Like, Craig and I, you know, uh, you know we're good friends. We, we, we're actually in a, a national action figure group uh, together before we even part of Mac. Uh, but he likes to joke around with me because he's like, hey, you admin a Funko group. And yeah. I'm like, no, no. And I'm always trying to go, no, we, we do more than Funko. He's like, yeah, you admin a Funko group. It is what it is, man. Like, you know, I would, I would love to see more uh, diversity yeah. within our group. But at the same time, you know, I understand, like, the majority of the people that they got into Mac is because of Funko, yeah. right? And the thing is, is I don't, like, obviously, you know, we're, we're about an hour and some change here but you know I, I want you to know like there's a lot of positive that we like yeah, about. Yeah. you know we love the diversity in the lines we love you know we love the community that 
surrounds Funko, just like any relationship, there's some whining, there's some complaining that we could deal with, we could deal with less. But, you know, the company obviously gives us the product, so we appreciate that. But same thing with relationships. There is a lot of shit that they could do better. Maybe there's a lot that we could do better as collectors. I don't know. But my thing is, you're not going to see us getting on our podcast every week and talking about how shit Funko is or how crappy their drop was or this, that, and a third. Like, we're not fishing for that. We're not going to bash this company. Yeah. Because I've, I can tell you right now, I've got thousands of dollars worth of their, 20000 something dollars worth of their product in my basement. I have absolutely no reason to bash this company because I continue to buy their product. If I don't like something, I don't do it. I'm not one of these people like that. that obviously, we're not political in here, but you know, oh, if they're gonna kneel. I'm not watching the NFL. Guess what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna watch. My happy ass is gonna watch every NFL game this year. I don't give a damn what they do because I love football. I love the product. If I didn't, if I, if I, if I felt that strongly about something, I wouldn't support the product. And I, but I also wouldn't get on social media and make a fucking fool of myself and do all this extra bullshit just because I don't agree with something. Well, and, and that's the thing, right? Is that, that that's the difference between us and you know anybody else that's out there. Um, you know, there's there's a crap ton of other podcasts out there. We're a drop in the bucket, right? But yeah. we're not going to follow suit because that's the popular thing to do. No. Like, why why bash it? I mean, bash it to a point where it becomes a regular thing. Yeah. Um, if we don't like it, we don't talk about it. Yeah. We just move on, right? Yeah. You, 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 as, as we said in the Army, right? Drink water, move on. Yep, right? and that's the thing. And, and like I said, at the end of the day, I'm going to continue to buy Funko. Yeah. That black lightning pop that I've avoided, I'm going to get eventually. I'm just not getting it right now because the price is too high. It's probably going to go up for me. But at the end of the day, I'll bite that bullet when the time comes. Right. Or if you're like me, right, when you say you're done. Yeah, I'll be, be done. done. Be done. Right? And the thing is, is I have a large enough collection that if I was done, I could buy a small car. <laughs> yeah. But, like, and, that, and, that, and it comes back to, like, you know, the people are like, oh, I'm, I'm so done with Funko. I hate Funko. Or, and then I, the next day, they're then, right back to it. No, man, stick to your principles. Right. If you're if you're gonna sit here and you're gonna say I'm done, I'm done. Then I'm be done. done. Yep. Right. And that's the truth. Uh, you know. But hey, you know what? To each their own. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm completely happy with where I am. Right. Mm. You know, with with the, with the hobby. Um, you know, like, will I ever buy another Funko Pop? Probably not. No. Probably not. I, I and I'll and I'll leave it as open as that. Right. Yeah. Uh, I have bought Funko Pops for other people to help them out. Yeah. Uh, my wife. She hates Funko, but guess what? They make Disney, Pixar, up yeah. stuff. So and she wants that. So, sure, I'll grab you those. Other than that, yep. yeah, I'm not. And unless they make another Arrow Pop, because of the, right now yeah. my collection's complete. Unless they do that, I'm not worried about it. Yeah. Um. So we'll see. I mean, you know. There's not much I think Funko can improve on. Like, you know, product quality is what it is. I don't yeah. think it gets much better than what they have as far as pop-related goes. They have the rides. They have the 18-inch, 30-inch, whatever the hell inch they're going to come out with next. The, you know, the, the doors, all that stuff. There's not much. There's not something that I think that Funko could desirably do. It's not if Funko. Funk, if, it's not Funko. It, it, to me, it's the collector yeah right and, and and i think that's what i think you and i probably are trying to get across through this right is it's up to us to to really push the, push shape this as as how we want it to be yeah. right because like 
the the whining, the complaining, and everything. Like you know, that's with everything. You got to learn to accept defeat and understand you're in a collector's business now, a collector's hobby now, and that sometimes means you're going to pay aftermarket if you really, really want something. Yeah. And Stephen and I have always had that mentality of like, okay, I didn't get it, I'm just going to pay for it now. <laughs> It's your penance. Yeah. It's your penance for not having a quick finger or not understanding bots or whatever it is. Yeah. It, it, the it, only it, thing I could, if, if somebody from Funko catches this and listens to it, the only thing I could want is more, I, w I, would, I would appreciate all the original Justice Leaguers in the 18-inch <laughs> <laughs> to go along with my two Batmans I have. Because if I did that, I'd probably sell my entire collection and just get all of those. <laughs> and seriously, just that. have the giant ones and then put them on like a shelf across. Right. They're in, in individual spotlights. Uh, but like I said, I, I enjoy it. It's a fun hobby, obviously running the group. Um, you know, we're in a lull right now because of Corona, but you know, I still keep, you know, obviously every day I'm on Facebook. So we, in social media, so I keep up with everything going on. Moderators do a fantastic job. Shout out to them. They, they really kind of are the heartbeat of the group. They take care of all the problems and, you know, they always love to ask us, hey, can I do this? When they don't realize, it's like they don't realize that we don't care. Just do whatever you got to do. We'll deal with the repercussions afterwards. Yeah, we're your top cover. Yeah, so. don't worry about, don't worry about fucking up. Let the shit roll downhill and hit us first. But yeah. like I said, at the end of the day, you know, if, if you're in the Mid-Atlantic area, if you're in the Pennsylvania, Delaware, West Virginia, Maryland, Virginia, North Carolina, New York area, as long as you're kind of close to the borders. Well, I, I guess let's preface this with, our meets are held in Maryland. Yes. Right. I mean, we we we've done. I know we did a pop up meet in PA. Yes. We're gonna try to do more pop up meets. You yeah. Know. It makes it easier on us to but, get smaller crowds. But our major meets, our toy shows, will always be in the major Baltimore area. So if you're gonna come down and you you're interested in seeing, when I say Funko like meets, I mean like it's like a mini Funko flea market essentially. Yeah. And there is it's more than Funko. Yeah. I mean, there I mean, there heavy is. Funko, it's heavy Funko, but. Our, our, our meets are anything collectible, but the Funko side of it is very divert. I mean, you got guys that go to San Diego, go to New York, go to all the shows, go to Seattle, go to the stores, go to the premieres, go to all the bullshit, and they come back and bring that stuff back and sell it or trade it or do whatever, and they're at our meets. Yeah. And we have, how many Funko, Funko fanatics of the week? We have like nine yeah, or 10 in our them, group. Yeah. You know, we had a guy who had the Guinness World Record for most Funko products in our group. Like, we have... Quite the quite the eclectic uh, collection of individuals, like I said, and you know we got guys that that are best friends with the people that run Funko in our group. Yeah. So you know it it's cool to have that connection to the brand within a local kind of chartered membership group of you know people that you know and it's free. It's, we, yeah. And we don't charge anybody. The so, only time we've ever the only time we charge is for the toy show. Yep. And it goes know, to the school that hosts it. Yeah, I mean, so. it's a it's a good environment. You know, we have you know hundreds of people that show up. We have table space. Like, yeah, I mean, look, if you're a Funko collector, you're gonna like Mac. If yeah. you're not, if you're listening to this, then chances are you're a Funko collector. Yeah. Um, but if you know anybody who collects anything outside of Funko, we definitely encourage those people to join as well, right? Yeah. You know, we, we, like I said, we want to see diversity, but they could collect both. You know, it's not, you don't have to be one or the other, right? Yeah. It, you can do both. I, you know, I did it for a while. It's just for me, I fell out of love with it. It happens. Yeah. Um, but you know, the, the group is great. And like I said, when, when, as we're talking about this, like this started off as just Funko and it evolved into Funko Mac. Yeah. Um, but you know, we, we definitely, um, we are definitely accepting of everybody. Um, you know, we, we want to make sure that this community, um, you know, 
continues to grow, yeah. but it also creates an environment that you feel like the why you got into collecting to begin with, yep. right? And so, um, you know, please feel free to, to share this, uh, uh, you know, if anything, if you share the podcast, you know, share this spotlight with, with somebody, you know, yeah. uh, have them listen to it or, um, you know, just let them know that, you know, there there is a community out there. Like, uh, yeah. we, are, we are the Alexandria. <laughs> yeah, we, we, are, we, are, we are their safe haven. Before, before everything falls apart. Anyway. But, um, Bad example, damn it. Yeah. So, like I said, um, that pretty much, I mean, yeah. that's it for, I mean, that's our thoughts and feelings on Funko and what it's done for us as, as individuals and where, where we see, you know, our Funko journey, so to speak, moving forward going. Charlie, obviously, watching from a distance and me steamrolling straight through the DC line. But like you said, I, I mean, I pretty much, do you have anything else? No, I mean, you know, this was good. I mean, I, I was I'm happy that we could offer two sides of the coin to it. Um, you know, typically a lot of these things are always Funko so great, Funko so great, Funko so great, or the complete opposite where, you know, you're just constantly complaining about it. So yeah. for us, I mean, I think we did a pretty good job at, uh, yeah. At sharing the likes and dislikes, yeah. um, and the appropriate way to handle yeah. disappointment, yeah. So, so to speak. Look, you you win, you lose. Um, so uh, I, I'll, I'll leave. I'll, I'll end on this. With Funko, I'm all. I'm always. I'm never pleasantly surprised, but more oftenly woefully disappointed. <laughs> all right. That's about it. Okay. Well, uh, and. I have nothing to follow up with that mm -hmm. uh, other than uh, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, we definitely appreciate it. Uh, continue to listen. Uh, we have uh, more coming up for you soon. And, uh, yeah, continue to follow us on social media, all of our social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, YouTube. We'll be putting out more content on YouTube here soon. Yep. Uh, so, um, yeah, that's all I got. All right. You good? Yeah, I'm good. All right, hit our music. Mm -hmm.